0: hello there and welcome back to the happy healthy hustle podcast where we explore the intersection of health happiness and productivity in this episode today we have a wonderful guest and i can't wait for you to meet her Sydney Torres is a certified functional health coach. She helps women balance their hormones naturally so that they can live life on their own terms. With that, welcome Sydney. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited just to be here and just just to chat with you.
0: Yeah, we're we're going to actually focus on a you have fun and juicy topics and i'm going to get started because sydney is certainly super knowledgeable as you just heard she's a certified functional health coach so i would like to figure out why and how can we become an advocate of our own health what would you recommend sydney
1: gosh um that's such a great question i would say um we have to just always become our own health advocates, because basically in this day and age, nobody else is going to care about your, your health like you do. And, you know, like how many times have you gone to the doctor and you've mentioned your health complaint and they've, you've been blown off or you haven't been taken seriously, or you've been told that your lab work is normal, but yet and still, you still know something's not right because you just, feel horrible. Um, I I think just, I think a good starting place would be is to start learning to start learning more about your own body. Just have like basic having that body awareness and seeing like what things work for you, meaning like what foods to eat, what foods make you feel good, what foods make you feel bad, um, I think is a really good starting place because what we put in our mouth is either going to help us and push us towards health, or um, if we don't put good things in our body, it's going to push in push us in a direction that we don't want to go, which would be unhealthy and pushing us more towards that diseased state. So. I would say um, first and foremost, number one, just having that body awareness and um, just making the best food decisions that you can for yourself and for your family.
0: That's so important because the more you connect with your body, the more you learn to listen what your body needs. And it could even vary day by day or week by week depending on you know like especially if you think about women we have cycles that we go through and our bodies need different things depending on where you are in that cycle right there so how can we get started in finding the voice of our body I mean because at the beginning you might be like I don't really know like usually ice cream makes me feel good But I know it's maybe not the best thing for me. So, how do people get started and finding that maybe healthier foods are what make them feel good? Do you have a recommendation on like an easy way to get started?
1: I think a really good, easy, simple way is just what foods, just kind of like, just kind of like stepping back a little bit and just asking yourself, what foods make me feel really good. Meaning when you eat this particular food, how do you feel? Does it give you energy or after you eat it, do you just want to become a couch potato and do nothing? Um, Another thing that I also like to do, which I know can be very challenging for some, but I, I, I feel that this really, really helps just basically writing, keeping like a food journal for a minimum of seven days. And I used to be the type of person where when this was recommended, recommended to me, somebody's like, yeah, you should really keep a food journal. This way you can like track like how you feel. Um, if you had any like adverse reactions and I was just like, oh gosh, no, no, I am not going to write down what I ate. It's just going to be too time consuming. But once when I was, I was going through like my own health challenge with like my gut and with my hormones and with food, I got to a place where I could not eat anything. It, It it was bad. So it kind of like forced me to start writing down what I ate and it was actually a blessing in in disguise because once I started to journal everything, um, I was able to start now to make connections between what I was eating and how I was actually feeling physically and mentally. And then, you know, like at the end of the week, I would really, I would just sit down And I would review it and I would I would say, oh, my gosh, this is I've been eating, you know, X, Y and Z food, but it was just making me feel horrible. So then I said, okay, well, if that's making me feel horrible, let me switch it up. So I would just have to kind of like switch out the foods that didn't make me feel good and then just start to add in the good foods. I started going to um, the farmer's market. In, in my local neighborhood, and then just um, not only am, was I supporting like my um, community, but supporting like local farmers, and the produce was good. And a lot of times, the cool thing about going to your local farmers market is they'll let you sample the food. They will have like usually um, they'll have like little trays out or something. And you could even ask them before like before you purchase it, like, oh, hey, do you mind if I sample this? So I think that's just another great way is just to, you know, ask for a sample if you're at the farmer's market and just kind of pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. To try new things, try new foods or new experiences that you weren't open to before. Because I think once we have like that open mind, um, just so much good comes out of it. And then you try something new and you're like, hey, wait a minute, I like this. And, um, you know, it just, it also gives you kind of like trying those new foods. It gives you um, like, like they say, you should eat the rainbow of foods. And now when you're open, you just have more opportunity to eat more of the rainbow foods and you'll just have more diversity for not only for yourself, but for yourselves as well. They'll they'll really like it too.
0: Well, this is amazing that you're bringing up so many great points there. So I like the food diary, because I'm certainly with you, it sounds really intimidating, and it sounds somewhat onerous, but at the same time, you have to take care of your body, and I don't remember really what I ate yesterday, so I would have to start writing it down too, and then looking back at the end of the week is sometimes actually a very neat exercise in general, because it also shows how your mood fluctuates throughout the week. And you could even maybe identify certain foods that your body needs on certain days because those days might be more stressful at work or maybe in your personal life. And that you might want to add those foods as a preventative measure on those days to create a little bit more of a booster, especially, you know, you need that on those days. I also love the fact with the farmer's market because I go to the farmer's market all the time. And I take my children and they are sometimes, um, you know, apprehensive about trying new foods. So the samples are amazing. I remember they sometimes give give out little wedges of oranges and my children are sometimes like, oh, I don't want to peel an orange. But then they get the wedge of the orange. You're like, no, actually, this is super easy. I don't even need to peel it. I could just cut it in like quarters and I could just eat out the the meat of the orange. I don't need to even like peel it and get it all messy. So those are such amazing points right there. And I want to kind of come back to this food and mood connection. What are maybe some foods that you could eat to boost your mood? Do you have something to recommend us to where you're feeling like, I need to eat this. This will bring me in a good mood.
1: Yeah, I I think this is a really good question, but, um, we have to realize that we're all bio individual. So the food that I eat, that's going to boost me up and make me feel good is not necessarily going to be the food that you're going to eat. So this is when this is a good opportunity to play around, you know, try different things and find, you know, find that collection of foods that, um, that increase your energy. For example, like what works, uh, I'll just kind of like share some of my favorite things. Oh boy. I love to make smoothies. And now mm. that the weather is getting hotter and it's spring, I'm just like, okay, I, I was, I've been like chomping at the bit for smoothies because I live in a place where it snows. So it was just it was Christiana. It was like way too cold for me just to be making smoothies during the winter time. Like I wanted, like obviously more of those warm foods, but I just started back my smoothie. I brought them. I brought it back maybe like a week and a half ago. And I love moringa. I just Ooh. love to put the moringa powder in my smoothie because it not only, it it just has so many great benefits. It's, it's like loaded with iron. It's loaded with magnesium. It's got a little bit of potassium in there. And it just, I can just tell when I mix it in there, it just, it gives me that energy that I need just to like really get myself going because I am not a coffee drinker. I've, I've never liked I've never liked coffee. I've never liked the smell of coffee. Um, so I don't use like that caffeine per se to get me going. I just, I love my moringa powder, um, with my moringa. It's like an herb from Asia that Mm. it's like they, they ground it up into a powder and, Mm. um, it's just, it just has so many, um, so many health benefits, you know, it it helps with like joints, it helps with mood, it helps, you know, to get some of your minerals in there. So it's just like, it checks off a lot of the the healthy benefits on that, uh, on your checklist. So I like that. I love um, just eating fresh fruit. I love to eat like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries. Those are some of like my favorite things. That just kind of like give me energy and kind of like boost me up. I think more of the fruits boost me up more so than like anything else. Well, those are great tips. And
0: um, I've seen Moringa and because I teach marketing, I remember that um, I want to say it was 2022 or 2023 had a trend that was called Moringa moment. And I told my students about it and they researched it too. And I love it. You're adding it into smoothies. That sounds super simple. And I'm sure that many supermarkets will have the Moringa powder, given that it was identified as a trend. You can probably find it in conventional supermarkets as well. And then just add a little bit and get a feeling for how it resonates with your body. Because as you say, we are all different. And that's the beauty of it, um, that your moringa moment might not be necessarily at all my moringa moment, but in the same way, you can also maybe use moringa in a lot of different ways. Maybe you can even bake with it or you could um, maybe, you know, just sprinkle a little bit on top of a granola. So just play around with foods. Just you play around with what type of foods you eat. So how you use them and what you eat is sometimes the beauty of it. Um, there are no rules for things. So let's maybe talk a little bit about, um, now we are preventing things. We're eating healthy. Um, we're t- we're listening more to our body. What else could we do? And maybe let's talk a little bit about, now you're really not feeling well, and you need to go and seek out a doctor and um, you know you go in and you tell them about your history. Maybe you're even bringing your food diary along along to really show what homework you have done already. What else could we do when we try to really seek out some professional advice?
1: I would say one of the biggest things, and I'm really trying to spread the word and just help people is. Along with being our own health advocates, I think it's so important for us to learn how to start reading our own blood lab work. And when I say this, I'm not saying that we have to be an expert. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is we need to know the basics. So because how many times have you gone to the doctor and you've had like some sort of condition? And one of the what's the first thing they do? They, always, always run blood lab work. So once that lab work comes back, you go back into the office or they'll call you on the phone and they'll say, okay, um, Sally patient, your blood work is normal, but it, they, they say it's normal, but why is it I'm still feeling horrible? Why is it I'm still having um, symptoms? It could be like hormones, digestion, bloating, gas. It's just like, okay, pick your, your symptom and insert it here. And I just also want to say that if the doctor is telling us that our blood lab work is quote unquote normal, and you're still having symptoms, I can tell you right now, that is not normal something's going on with inside your blood work that is causing that downstream effect and it's about getting to the root cause of why and what is causing this outer manifestation of these different signs and symptoms so this this is where um knowing the basics of our blood lab work so if you go into the doctor like i said and 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 they say oh it's normal you as a patient can say, you know what, could you print out and mail me a copy of my blood lab work? Or you if you have um, one of those what do they call it? Christiana, the, um, the patient portal, you could log into, yeah, you could log into that and then you could, um, you could access it that way and you could print it off. So it's easier for you to go through and then just start going through like, maybe like the different markers, maybe going through your, you know, like your, uh, WBC, which stands for the white blood count. Maybe if you're having, um, because I know I deal with, uh, A lot of people that have thyroid issues, you know, and just knowing how to read a basic thyroid panel, looking at like your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, your thyroid antibodies, your reverse T3, just knowing the basics, gosh, it it would help prevent so much. And then you can start to become your own health detective and then you can, you know, go back to your doctor and say, Hey, I noticed, um, I was looking at my own blood lab work and I noticed, um, something is not right. It could be either, um, in range or without of range. Let's talk about this. And you can, you know, dig a little bit further. And I would say if your doctor is, um, What's the word I wanna use? If he is resistant, I don't, I don't wanna say he, if your doctor is resistant and they don't wanna help you, then that would be a great time to find a new doctor because our doctors should be empowering us as patients. Our doctors should wanna nurture our bodies. Our doctors should wanna, if we're on medication, our doctors should be helping us to get off of our medication and not putting us on medications.
0: Yeah that's great advice because if you do the blood work your insurance or yourself if you don't have insurance is paying for it so you don't only have rights to find out from your doctor whether it's normal or not normal but you should also be able to get the actual results and of course with the you know internet you could pretty much research any value and figure out exactly what's going on and read more about it because the more knowledgeable you are and the more aware you are really what is considered normal, the more you can start looking out whether that's for certain foods or whether that's for certain functions in your body. And then become um, your own health advocate. So I like how you're really empowering us to figure out, you know, the science behind it. And it doesn't even have to be complicated. It could just be a few values you're looking for. But you're noticing that maybe something seems amiss. Especially for women. Frequently, we say, oh, it's just in your head. And that's um, unfortunate because there doesn't always, there's not necessarily always that empowerment that you feel and you need to keep going. So I love, Sydney, that you are empowering women so that they can live life on their own terms and keep going and that you're giving them the strength and the courage to dig down a little bit deeper. How can we find you and get a hold of you if we want to learn a little bit more? I know you have your own amazing podcast but where else can we find you tell us a little bit about you and your ways of getting in touch with you
1: Yeah I would say um the best way to get in contact with me is uh you can always email me I'm always um I'm always here to like talk to people it's like if you want to talk you just you just hit me up and I am just always willing to talk I'm always willing to listen my email is info at balancehealthnow.com. And also I have a website. It's b h c, which is virtual health clinic um, abbreviated.com. So that's just another place to kind of learn a little bit more and, you know, like never be afraid because, you know, like so many people are just like, overwhelmed, especially with the internet and, um, just searching their different condition, it gets overwhelming. And a lot of people just don't know where to start. And I always say a good starting place is just to open a conversation, like open a conversation and contact Christiana, you know, or open a conversation with, with somebody else, um, that deals with your particular, you know, condition, but just, just, I encourage you just don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to start. Cause that's like, that's the hardest part is just starting. And once you start, you know, you get that momentum built up and it's just, it just, it goes up from there. So all good things come from that.
0: It's really good and honest to share because some other people might have the same experience. So you might actually had it yourself or maybe you had another patient that had that. And then once you hear about it, you can already just by acknowledging that the person experiences it already help mentally and making them feel like, oh, there's actually some validation to this. There's some truth to this. It's not just in my head. It's really something that I'm experiencing and that I'm feeling I'm acknowledged with. And now I'm getting that empowerment to learn more about it. And I'm feeling I'm becoming my own health advocate. All right, that's it for today's episode of the Happy Healthy Hustle podcast. If you have any suggestions for future content or any feedback, please let me know. I would also love to share with you that I'm about to launch my Journey to Wellness program. And I'm sure that you as a Happy Healthy Hustler would love to be part of this wonderful 21-day transformational program. It gives you some quick and easy tools that you can use at home to get your health journey started. Stay tuned. And until then, we'll catch you next time.